Did you know Real you can shame. make a D-pad so bad that it, like, you'll press left and it's, like, down? Down? You wanted to go down? Oh, that's you, a problem. You, yeah, it seems like you press down. I'm like, yeah, that, <laughs> it's not great. Because, I mean, I guess for most games where they're like, oh, you don't use the D-pad for anything. It's all the analog stick. Untrue. <laughs> that is, in fact, not a fact. Not a fact, Jack. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. I hate when people say that. I hate it. It's the worst, I can tell, because it's burrowed its way into your brain from having heard it so many times. There was, like, some stuff that I was like, well, I could do that, maybe. And then three of them was like, no. There's other people who also want this, and they'd be a better fit. And I'm like, ah. Like, I technically volunteered for Elden Ring because I thought somebody needed to do it, but then somebody else did it, and I'm like... Oh no! <laughs> and 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 I also volunteered for Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster, but that's at the end of the month. And also, I feel like somebody else on our team has done every single one of those. Yeah, it's Stefan. So, yeah, so that feels like a pretty long shot. Yeah, but I want that one too. I don't think I'm gonna get it. I'll probably just buy it. <laughs> oh, I'll t I'll for sure buy it. Um. I, 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 the the next two codes I'm for sure getting are in March, and they're both Switch games because James is Switch guy now. Yeah, it's the so. ties. That's how we know. Yeah, I figured um, you'd be all over that Project Triangle. Yes, that is one of the games. Oh man, that is <laughs> gonna be a good time. That is gonna be a good fucking time. They made that for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's so beautiful. Like, might be my my favorite looking game on the Switch. Um, which is not to say that I can't talk for another twenty minutes about Pokemon, cause I can. <laughs> <laughs> I can and I will. Don't try to stop me. Well, I mean, you will have to in order to get me to. <laughs> Those are so evil sounding. Anyway, let's do a podcast. Let's talk let's about games, guys. Let's talk about games. Yeah. I I like them. I like games. I also like games. They're fun. Yeah. And yeah. that's what we talk about here on Press X to Podcast. Hello. I'm Paul. Yeah. That's Rhett and James. Hello. We're here to talk about the video games, uh, and I'm going to start right off with video games that I can't talk about. You might even Dope. say the content is forbidden. Right. It's for it's forbidden for you to talk about this specific game. Yes, I've been forbidden from talking about Forbidden West. Right. Double forbidden to the maximum until February 14th. Watch for the review. Nice. You guys could talk about it, but I just have to sit here in silence. I can't tell you anything except that I've played it. I also want to play it. I took a long time to get on the <clears throat> Horizon Zero Dawn train because I'm just not one of the cool kids sometimes. And when I did, it ruled. It was awesome. I don't know, man. 
it whipped ass. I don't know what he can tell you besides that. Um, so I assume this will be that also. Zero Dawn is really good. That's a is great it better game. Better than first? Better? Oh, I guess you can't say anything. But I can't say. We're talking assume. about we're talking about the first game, Rhett. Yeah. That's what we're oh, yeah. About. Horizon Zero yeah. Dawn, great game. Love that game. Right. Right. You'll just have to come back for the forbidden knowledge next time. Yeah. Yep. That's right. I can say, I will have thoughts, feelings, and opinions. Damn. All three, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Usually try to hit all three at least once. Mm. That's good. You know, and when you start leaning towards one of those three directions, that's when you know you have a really strong take to share. You know, if you get really opinionated, you really get into your feels, or you have a a deep mental conversation with yourself about the game, that's when you know you've got thoughts. And opinions and feelings. And feelings. <clears throat> I don't know where I'm going with this bit. No, you. Cool. But you, you, there was a place that you went there, and uh, it's a it's a great start. Now we figure out what that place is, why we're here, what the point was. But you know, that's all work for later. Well, that place is Grid Legends because that's a thing I played that I can talk about. Yeah, <laughs> here we go. This game looks pretty sexy. Pretty sexy i'm not gonna lie it looks f- f- pretty arcadey even compared to like forza it looks oh, pretty arcadey yeah. but it is super arcadey i thought i was asked to do some videos you know i didn't review it or anything but i played it a fair bit to do some videos and stuff and i thought this is a codemasters game it's a grid game this is probably going to be pretty simulation heavy right absolutely not this is basically ridge racer Nice. There's all kinds of drifting and sweet speed lines, and they've tried to do sort of a Formula One drive to survive storyline mm-hmm. with lots of live action cutscenes with, I don't know, C list actors. I was going to doing... say, like, how, how are the performances? Uh, questionable. All right. Sick. I'm going to call it questionable. <laughs> it's entertaining, though. Because they, they know exactly what it is. Okay. And really, it's just filler in between the races. The races are really fun. Because cool. it kind of runs the gamut. This fictional racing league has every kind of vehicle you could possibly want to drive in the league. And you just go from one to the other. It's like open wheel racing. And now it's trucks. And now it's sports cars. And now it's GT cars. And you do them all. It's pretty fun. Sweet. It's probably not as in-depth as something like a Forza Horizon 5 or Gran Turismo 7, which I know we'll get to. Uh, but, but yeah. But super sexy, though. Like, really, really nice visuals. Hey, at least from what I've seen, very, very nice visuals. It doesn't run great. Like, I played a PC uh. build, and my computer is not not the best in the world but i mean i play i play dying light 2 at pretty much high across the board yeah and i had to i had to tone her down quite a bit like i was playing at 1080p to get it to a smooth 60 but i don't know maybe that's just a pc thing it, it was also a pre-release build so 
that might have been ironed out. You know, Codemasters usually puts out a pretty, um, pretty good product. Okay. But yeah, there's a review on CogConnected.com. Oh, that came out. I'm sure. Oh. The, re- the oh, review so you, came out. You didn't review it? No, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just played it. I raced. I did that's the racing. It. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what matters, right? You yeah, you, you uh, kick the tires and lit the fires, and, 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 and you got right in there. And, yeah, and you learned a lot about yourself and a little bit of love, you know? I did learn a little about love. And also I learned that you can actually play an arcade game that has... Uh, conventional race mechanics. Like these, despite the arcadey nature of the game, it invites you to play as though you're playing a simulator. It invites you to take a line that, you know, follows another car by choice, because it's going to give you the next best advantage on the next corner instead of you know just drifting around and crashing into other cars. This is relatively rare in a racing game, especially an arcade game that it encourages you to do that, or you feel like that's the thing that you should do. Uh, Cause you can still turn it up to really damage focused and like one crash and you're screwed. So oh, okay. I didn't do that. Okay. No, no. In that kind of game, I would imagine that that sort of difficulty would just be way more frustrating than rewarding. You know? Yeah, it's pretty fun for what it is. I feel like this will probably be on sale pretty quick. Oh, I'll bet you it'll be a, a PS Plus free game of the month within 18 months. I would even say before that. I was thinking more like six months. Really? <clears throat> six sounds about right. Just like, you know, like Dirt 5 took That's true. Dirt eight months, something like that. Yeah. I feel like that's a Codemasters game, is it? I think so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Grid Legends. Pretty fun. And probably just enough content to uh, keep you busy until GT7 comes out in a month. Again, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I know Rhett's got feelings. But I know he also has feelings about Dying Light 2. Yeah, love it. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, big fan of the first one. Paul, were you a fan of the first? James, were you a fan of the first? Uh, I did the like first the first one. The first one's pretty cool. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so I mean, if you liked the first, you're going to like the second one. You may even love the second. It's just a bigger, better, smoother version. It's uh, It's got a lot more color in it, so I think it's a lot more enjoyable that way. I'm, I'm enjoying exploring the city and whatnot just because it's... There's so much less gray and brown. There's more greens and blues, and yeah, it's it's a very very pretty game to look at. Although, on the PS5 in the performance mode, it's currently running at 1080p, 60 frames, and really? that is not Ooh. ideal. That is not no. ideal. on a 65 4K TV. Like <laughs> it is not ideal. I almost want to play it on something smaller, a computer monitor even. I'm sure it would look a lot better if I did, but either way, like it looks very good. It runs very well. I reviewed it when it was, uh, you know, still in its like pre-release state. 
So there was a lot of that. I mentioned in our chat, there was a lot of that like review code jank in the game, but I didn't feel, I didn't feel too strongly. Like I needed to penalize it for that. It was, it was just like little things here and there that sure enough, they announced even when we were reviewing the game, uh, Techland, they announced that there was going to be a patch on day one and it ended up being like a thousand fixes for the game. And, and sure enough, the vast majority of, of uh, bugs that I was seeing on a fairly consistent basis were gone on day one. So I'm glad I didn't knock the game for that. IGN, you know, they gave it a seven and they were like, it's a brilliant game. Parkour is amazing, super fun. It's got tons of bugs. So we're going to give it a seven. Well, it doesn't have those bugs now. I mean, and I'm so, sure it still does, but you know, it still has some. It's a big game, and I'm sure it's going to take a while to really iron it out. But man, even in the fucking uh, two weeks or, or ten days that uh, I first got the code until now, it's it's so much better. Remember when they gave Cyberpunk a nine? <clears throat> the game's infinitely more yeah, broken to this so. day not than so. Dying Light Two. <laughs> But yeah, you're right. People don't realize that about review codes. There's always some jank. There's always, always. a few things always. wrong with it that are going to get fixed. And what you have to do as a reviewer is either discount those things or take into account the past performance of the developer. And go, they're saying this is going to be fixed on day one. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because Techland with Dying Light 1, they supported that game better than... Uh, pretty much any other game that's ever come before it like they consistently without even like really hyping things up without announcing stuff even they just consistently dropped dlc for that game up until dying light 2 came out it was year after year after year they were dropping shit and, and updating the game and making it better and and i'm like there's no way this team isn't going to dedicate the next they they did announce but at minimum the next 5 years of their lives to making this better and and expanding mm -hmm. on it. Yeah, it was just I don't know, maybe 3 4 years ago they added this whole other zone and vehicle mechanics and stuff to the to the original. So Yeah, like, crazy. God knows what they're going to do to this. Man, I I I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait. You're right though. I did pick it up and play uh, a fair bit of it. It is very fun. The parkour feels incredible. Oh man! Do you, like in my review, I I wanted to stress the fact that it feels very very good to level up and to improve your character. Each mm -hmm. each uh, upgrade, each ability is worthwhile. I've probably spent I've spent way more time trying to decide which. Uh, which ability I should spend my one skill point on versus any sort of like the story choices that have come, you know, mm -hmm. just because everything is so good. Everything is so interesting. This slide is really going to be useful, but oh, landing from a higher or landing from higher uh, points is going to be useful. Oh, but then there's the combat ability that, I, you know, it's just it's tough to choose. And all the way from the top to the bottom of the skill trees, it's it's interesting and it's engaging and it's it's like it keeps me going you know it, it i want to see i want to see the character evolve and then just like the first game and i haven't gotten there yet but i'm sure it's going to be that way when you get the character maxed out or when you really start to you know move along and and progress through the sense of progression is just like 
is, is unlike any other, you know, the, the, you, the journey that you feel like you, you, you feel the character's arc, you feel the, 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 the path that you've traversed from the, the moment that you like, you took your first jump to the moment that you could run through the city flawlessly, you know, without stopping without, uh, you know, like it's, man, they do that very well. Just the sense of progression is done very, very well. Yeah, would definitely agree with that. And I particularly like how you level up certain areas of the mechanics of the game by doing those things. So anybody who plays the game is going to have a different experience, whether they're more interested in doing parkour or they're more interested in doing, um, you know, first person fighting or doing the chase sequences or whatever it is. And that's been really interesting so far. Yeah. Also, the first person fighting maybe the best ever oh like, man it's, it's so smooth uh, fucking uh the next elder scrolls <laughs> i hope that it feels like this it's so no, smooth, please. <laughs> man and it's just so like impactful every shot you know it's a lot uh, a lot goes to the dual sense too i think but yeah just every shot every time you land a hit it's just so like impactful every time you slice a zombie's head off oh yeah you just like you know it's just like so satisfying it's so satisfying it's like 30 minutes into the game where they first introduce this you know perfect block and then vault over the enemy to kick another guy you're like oh shit this is yeah. going places and yeah. it it does it continues to get more and more complicated but in an approachable way and you feel like oh, such right. a badass all the time Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Once you start to like chain it all together and there is a bit of a learning curve, no doubt. Oh, for sure. But once you start to chain it all together and, and again, the character grows and he, he acquires new abilities, man, there's just nothing like it. There's nothing like it. Yep. Love it. I gave it a 90. I would give it a 90 again. I'm really enjoying it. You, and you're an outlier. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, you're one of the higher scores definitely definitely there's i mean there's there's a good chunk of people that you know went to 85 90 mm -hmm. in there 80 80 to 90 um but yeah it's i don't know i'm looking at again i i'm looking at ign's review of the game i'm just like what game I think did they you got play? this one wrong i think uh, yeah i think they got this one wrong but mm -hmm. yeah even uh i don't know maybe five hours into it it's pretty clear to me who the developer to beat in poland is at this point and it's Techland. <laughs> yeah like the at with a team that's way smaller than cd project red the quality of the open world they put together and just the amount of of density of stuff that's in there is is great but not in a way that's like <clears throat> icon hell um overwhelming like they do a well, really good job of of revealing things that are happening in the world in the moment of like oh you go over you can go over here and the peacekeepers are hassling somebody about this thing and you can choose to do something about it or you don't have to you don't want to whereas you know cyberpunk is just this mishmash of non-player characters that are meaningless I, I was gonna say that my my understanding is that's one of the reasons that uh, dying light 2 takes took so long to come out is because they were cooking up this open world system that's like kind of unprecedented like a little bit we've never seen this before but like not like 
sexy marketable stuff. It's just like, oh, when you take actions in this part of the world or when you do anything, it has like ripple effects throughout the entire map. And it's just like yeah. you, your decisions make concrete monumental changes over time so that everybody's playthrough is like markedly different, which I don't know, man. I feel like that's worth a little fucking uh uh uh, little 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 champagne and, and and fucking confetti, you know, like that's that's pretty rad. Absolutely, absolutely. That's why, like, the technical issues aside, man, it's it's really like uh, uh, a feat, you know. They've achieved something here with this game. Uh, yeah, going back. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say, you've heard it a million times before. Your actions will matter. Your actions will change the outcome. This is one of the first times I've actually felt like this is actually going to change the rest of the game. Yes. Yes. When you like shifting your, your stick left and right, like, Oh fuck. How do I want to play the rest of the game? (laughs) Totally. Totally. I'm, I've been, I mean, yeah, I'm having a tough time choosing my, my skills, but choosing which zones go to which faction and how that changes the map. It's, it's a very very difficult decision it, it they, be, they become very very difficult decisions yeah i'm an asshole so i want to help the peacekeepers <laughs> but i want to go parkour motherfucker. yeah i know i know <laughs> but i want to but i want to go parkour you know all the zip lines that that uh, and all that stuff so it's it's very very good it's, it's done very well i don't want to spoil anything but yeah to what james was saying it's done very very well and awesome characters too and really impressed with that aspect of it you get pretty attached to characters pretty quickly mm-hmm. so yeah. would highly and, recommend yeah uh, absolutely one other thing i would say is that i appreciate that the side quests are not just you know a fetch quest and and uh, uh, an escort mission. Like I was playing the game before we started uh, this and I did a side quest where I needed to go. And I just had a conversation with this, this mother and her daughter to help them figure out where to spend their supply of water. <laughs> the daughter wanted to use the water to wash her hair. The mother needed to use the water for the crops. And it was, it was this, you know, this conversation you just had to have with them and, and help them work it out and and that was it and you went with the hair I don't know, right i uh no i shot that no i shot that down i oh, i was come like, on man no 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 i honestly i i think i got the best resolution in that quest i ended up getting the conversation to go to why don't you use a plant-based shampoo or a plant <laughs> a plant-based soap so you can wash yourself with it and then also water the crops with it. And then, yeah, I was like, yeah, fucking right. Pop the champagne. XP, you know. All right. No big deal. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> James, what have you been doing? Catching them all? Still, uh, working on it. Pretty close, actually. Actually, pretty fucking close. Pretty fucking close to catching them all. I that- thought. Yeah. I, I thought that once I finished the main story, that I would be like, oh, I'm out of stuff to do. I'm bored. I don't want to continue wrapping up all the the little side things. 
nah, you just keep going. You just keep going. You just keep doing it. You wrap up. You see the credits. And it's just like, guess what, motherfucker? There's more shit. Yeah! <laughs> and, uh... And, uh... I will say... The catch and all... Is something... It's like, it's baked into the story. Like, because you're making the very first Pokedex. So, you... Are encouraged to do this. Because, um... A, it's never been done before, and B, Arceus, a.k.a. God, is like, hey, what <laughs> if you caught them all for me, eh, bro? What do you say? You want to want to catch them all? Well, he says some weird biblical shit that's like, meet all the Pokemon you can and come back to me, and I'm like, okay, buddy. <laughs> what if, uh, I guess, I, I guess I'm doing that, huh? And, uh... Some of them you can only catch when distortions in the space-time continuum create these little rainbow soap bubbles on the map full of death. <laughs> okay, rainbow death soap. Got yeah. it. Tell you, me you'll more. Like see, you, you see this, like, dome that, like, pops up in the field, and they're like, it's beginning to form, so you walk in, and it's like, uh, atmospheric distortions everywhere. It was like the, 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 the sky's all fucked up inside. They're like, all right, whatever. And then it finishes forming and suddenly really strong Pokemon are popping up three at a time. Here's the thing I don't know if I talked about when I talked about the game last time. Pokemon can fucking gang up on you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, if three or four of them are within range when you trigger a battle with somebody, they all get in on it. And you can't, like, put a bunch out. You're just like, well, I guess my one guy is really strong or else he's fucked. <laughs> Which I is, feel, um... I feel like your character should be able to help out in those cases. You know, whip out a, a nail bat or something and the, start wailing on a squirtle. The most I've been able to do so far is get in the way of an attack and get knocked on my ass. Okay. <laughs> You're just right. like, oh God. You're like, I should stand further back. This was dumb. I'm going to move. <laughs> but <Nice>. yeah, <laughs> there's a handful that you can only find in these bubbles and it's the different bubbles for every region. So you have to go to the right one and you don't know when it's going to fucking pop up. You get no idea. You get no idea. So, so that's been annoying. But that's like the last 5% of the Pokedex. I've, I've wrapped basically everything else um because i want to go meet pokemon god and beat his ass you know <laughs> like a real like, jrpg yeah fighting to throne god that's that's how most jrpgs tend to end up when you play them for long enough <laughs> this ragtag group of high schoolers is yeah. now tasked with killing god mm -hmm. yeah well well, at least you're 15 in this game and not 10. 10, yeah. which was the well, usual age they they called you. For a I lot of times, it, it was... I was just going to say, I remember at 15, I was ready to take on a god. Sorry, James, go on. No, you're right. You're right. That's a very good point. <laughs> right. Also, what happens is in the beginning of the game, the one of your bosses, your future bosses, is like, hey... Because somebody's like, are you sure this person can go into the wild and hopefully not get killed by a Pokemon? And you're, they're like, looks you over. Gotta be at least, gotta be at least fifteen, right? You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. It's it's wild how often they talk about like, oh yeah, um, he might die or a lot of people die or you get to a point in the story where like, uh, the guy who runs the survey corps, survey corps or whatever, is like. Yeah, the village or the troop I was at or the place I was at before, uh, Pokemon attacked and not a lot of survivors, just me and the guy that serves a potato mochi after every cutscene. I was like, yeah, just the two of us basically got out of this village and so we're real fucking ornery about Pokemon going forward. They're like, oh, that sucks, dude. <laughs> so we didn't talk about this last time, but what is the pokedex like in this game like what are the what are the pokemon is this the original 150 or what are we looking at hmm. it's a it's a mishmash it's a lot of stuff from the Sinnoh region in generation four and they throw oh, some the random times. ones in from like i like gen four yeah, it's, like... it's the pokemon nobody remember i was gonna so like what are some gen four pokemon i can't think of any He can't think of any either. Yeah. Like I know. Yeah, I know it's all like it's all, it's like Sneasel and like Basculon and Basculin and like Ursa Ring and like. Uh, that's that bear. Yeah, the bear. That bear is cool. What about uh, Mill Tank? That that that's a Gen. 4. That's Gen two. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> man, that's good shit. Yeah, Spiritomb, which is like the weird Spiritomb is like an it's like a kind of a lame looking Pokemon that's like unbelievably annoying in battle. Because, like, none of the moves you think would work against it really do all that much. Just like, oh, it's coming out of a rock. Maybe it's weak against, like, water moves. Nah. Oh, it's a ghost. Maybe you can do, like, ghost shit. Oh, Not yeah. really. <laughs> it's just like, nah, it's fine. It just does its own thing. This was a weak, weak generation for starters as well. These three. Men. Oh, the, the starters are actually a mix of different generations, the ones you pick from. Because there's, like, uh, fuck. There's there's some from Gen two and some from Gen four, and I think um, oh. yeah. So it's like a it's like a hodgepodge, and you can get starters from other generations. Like you can find Infernape and Piplup in the wild, and Turtwig, and then you get like uh, oh my god, the Salamander with the flame shooting out of its back. Don't. Typhlosion. Typhlosion. Oh, you can yeah. get Typhlosion as a starter, or the owl, the emo owl, or the fucking otter. Dog, this gen sucks. The only thing notable is the fact that they gave fucking Electabuzz and, and Magmar uh, an evolution here. Yeah. What was the, the other, gen yeah. where they decided that a garbage bag was a Pokemon? <laughs> Five? Five or six. That's um, when it got good again. Yeah, <laughs> I will say something I didn't. I don't. Yeah. I didn't. Something I didn't really talk about in the review is that there's something so awesome about Alpha Pokemon because not only are they angry and they'll they'll chase you halfway across the map to beat the shit out of you, and they will hyper beam you when you turn your back on them, but they're really big, huge, like, and they stay big. You catch them, and they're just big. I had, like, a Krikatoon who was, like, six and a half feet tall. And, and, and like, your, 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 your Hauntar and your Gengar, if you get those in Alpha, they're fucking gigantic. And the, the, the other god Pokemon, uh, Palkia and Dialga, are, like, 
no joke, 12 feet tall. <laughs> you have to like tilt the camera to like see the whole Pokemon. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. <laughs> I'm pretty interested in getting into this at some Dude, point. I've really, really been enjoying it. I think it's the best Pokemon since... I don't know, one of the early generations. It's it's exactly where the series needs to go. Yes, it has its faults, but incredible groundwork laid here. Like if if the mainline Pokemon series, if this isn't the mainline Pokemon series now, I'm going to be disappointed because this is where this series needs to go. Like it's it's very very good. Yeah. It won't be because um <laughs> A uh, major blockbuster, world-shaking Japanese uh, franchises tend to grow incrementally, and they'll probably take bits and pieces of this system, like stuff that the fans really liked, or stuff that the developers really liked, and kind of run with it. Like I hope a lot of the mechanical improvements they stick with, even though I know like the story beats and the way the like uh, the larger gameplay loops played out probably won't keep but like all the like quality of life changes to like how experience is doled out after battles and how like easy breezy it is to like catch things like all that shit needs to be huh, like mainstays going yeah. forward they're definitely going to carry over the grass and water textures for sure like they're not redrawing those those are as good as you could possibly get yeah listen up kids Get, get used to this, and adults, especially, actually, listen up, adults, get used to this. Pokemon is ugly forever. Pokemon has always been ugly. Pokemon always will be ugly. It's the creatures that they put the love into, and they're literally all that matters. You see a big, giant-ass Raichu with glowing red eyes coming at you at fucking 60 miles an hour. It's all you want in life. It's 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 the good stuff kids go for. What else do you even fucking need? I don't give a shit if it's just like the grass is like a painting on a bump map. I I don't give a fuck. <laughs> also, they're definitely going to go back to the old formula because there are still matched pairs of interesting gems and items that they could use. Like they haven't used all of them yet. Right? Should be um it should be um, Pokemon Mayo and Mustard. That'll be the next two. Oh, Call it now. A greater combo mustard. has there's never been. <laughs> Why the fuck would it be Mayo and Mustard? I dug deep for the shittiest thing I could think of, Rhett, and that's what I found, all right? Yeah, but why wouldn't it be Ketchup and Mustard? Because... Ketchup is the third game they've released that's a combination of the previous two, okay? <laughs> that's, fair. that's fair. Okay, wait, what if the first two are ketchup and mayo and the third one is burger sauce? Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's the union of ketchup and mayo. <laughs> Pokemon uh, burger sauce. I'd play it. Or Pokemon condoms and cigarettes. Wow, there you go. <laughs> Rated M for mature. Yeah, it's a nice company. Uh, Well, glad to hear that that is is continuing to be a a good time for you, James. Absolutely. So, I think we should talk about the news. Um, Not 
Wait. Okay. I'm just sorry. Before we go on to the news, can I just say one little thing? Because (laughs) over the past two weeks, I've been playing Dying Light 2 and Pokemon and Ollie Ollie World, and these games are all fantastic, but the majority of my time has been spent with this little game called vampire survivors james fuck yes shit fucker fuck yes i'm so addicted (laughs) so addicted it's just like you were saying it's just pure it's pure dopamine it's just a pure dopamine trip you're you're just constantly being rewarded gems are flying at you you're upgrading you're you're becoming more powerful you're killing more things man it's a good time for three dollars that's probably the best three dollar game I've ever played. Have you? Did you get to the point where like you literally can't play the stage anymore, and the Grim Reaper comes and like oh, yeah. finishes you yeah, off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirty <laughs> minutes in, Grim Reaper. Yeah. Apparently, if you actually kill the Grim Reaper, you unlock missing no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That sounds like sounds like a copy pasta. That's what that sounds like. No, no, I'm I'm serious. Missing no is he's in the game. All you have to do is surf five tiles down from uh the Snorlax. Yeah. On land yeah. and you'll 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 spawn missing no instead of the yeah. Grim Reaper. I think that's how yeah. it works. Okay, well it's not five tiles down from Snorlax. It's on the fucking shore of cinnabar island up and down up and down after talking to the dude with the coffee yeah well you know i haven't done that you know? in probably 15 years whenever that game came out when the internet 20, was in its infancy 2025 20, oh yeah uh, <clears throat> me too james you're hurting me here yeah. i know i know are you saying that i was in fact 10 years old when i went on my first pokemon adventure not impossible. <laughs> Pretty close, actually. Uh, I just added Vampire Survivors to my cart on Steam. Good. So It's a terrible decision. You'll regret it immediately. You'll play it for hours. You really will. <laughs> like You're going to regret it. I'm like, dude, I want to go play Dying Light, but I need to do one more run here? Yeah. <laughs> Which turns into 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, can, you, can, you can get your power-ups going to the point where, like, a screen full of enemies is pouring into this like swirling ring of death you have surrounding you and you have like the pickup radius magnetism perk as well so that the gems are also flying at you at 100 miles an hour and it's like almost glitching out the sound where it's like it's just like and the like the destruction just that you're like this weird like swirly hurricane of violence that like nothing can get inside it's so good. You got it in your <laughs> cart now. Go for the King's Bible. Here's my recommendation for you. King's Bible. That'll take care of you, Paul. Okay, I have no idea what you're talking about, yeah. but I will remember you, you'll that. You'll know, yeah. I've got it in my cart, but it's already found a way into my heart. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. And and that's what we learned about ourselves on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> and the beautiful thing about it is that you will purchase the game and it will be ready to play by the time I'm done this sentence. It's, <laughs> it's a few hundred megs and it's a few hundred hours of fun potentially. 
And also, uh, the devs have really been supporting this one, too. There's been updates for it several times a week at this point. It's the highest ratio of, of megabytes per hour of fun in history. <laughs> in history. Yeah, it's it's pretty up there. Game of the year, 2022, Vampire Survivors. Yeah, it's... Could be. It's going to find its way onto some list, whether it's on our mock list or our real list remains to be seen but i think it, it will be a contender for one of our real real categories you know so that's it best yeah. indie maybe well now there is yeah it's pretty early in the year for that that miraculous indie that always makes it into the top 10 to have a released mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it could be yeah could very well be uh let's talk about sony buying bungie sure you know, it's not as big of an acquisition as activision i think it's arguably more interesting though yeah definitely a quality over quantity kind of thing I th- yeah i think it's interesting in the same way that mlb showing up on the xbox is interesting it's just it's just hilarious to see the, the the makers of Halo as a Sony company. <laughs> yeah. Regardless I mean, of... but interestingly, like, they have maintained complete independence to yeah. publish on whatever they want and self-publish. So it's not even going to say, like, PlayStation Studios in front of Destiny 3 or whatever their next thing is. So, For now. For now. I, I, yeah, I mean they can, they could Darth Vader it and change the terms of the deal. Right. Uh, like they didn't buy Destiny, they didn't buy game sales. Really, they're gonna get that, but they really bought the ability to market that franchise elsewhere through the rest of Sony. That's what I was gonna say. It sounds like they bought. Uh, they spent four or five billion dollars to make as many Destiny movies as they could possibly churn out. That is definitely a story <clears throat> that could benefit from a clearer lens. Because, like, there's a lot of story. And it's all buried in, like, uh, optional shit. You know, where you're like, you read this, you look up this, you download this, you find this, and this is the crazy story of Destiny. And it is a crazy story really out there but but it, it it it's it's less palatable in its current form and it's possible that the 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 the, the boys at the Sony Labs could could figure out a way to get that into the 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 eyeballs in in the wallets of the the, the fucking viewing public I don't know does Sony own a Video streaming platform, or are they just the Spotify guys? I'm sure they do. I feel like they did, and they shut it down. Well, this is the time. This is the time to come up with your own streaming service that nobody's going to want to fucking pay for, but people will inexplicably do so. 
Yeah, I guess so. I think with Netflix's latest price hike, more people than ever are ready to jump ship to something else. I'm starting to feel like that. I've got Amazon Prime, Crave, Netflix. Netflix is the one I use the least. Yeah, it's... I love that joke in South Park where they were like, they call into Netflix and it's like, hey, thank you for calling Netflix. You've been greenlit. (laughs) (laughs) And it's the truth, you know? It's just like, man, every fucking day there's something new. It's the newest. and, And sure, like, you can't fault them for churning out content, but it's just like, it's not as good as it once was. Yeah. Back in the day when it was like uh, House of Cards, like every Netflix uh, series that came out, movie, it was like fucking blockbuster, banger. You couldn't mm-hmm. miss it. Now it's yeah. like, man, there's so much Netflix shit that comes out that you can totally skip. Brutal. It's true. It'll be interesting to see what else they do with Bungie. Uh, you have to think that internally Sony's feeling the pressure from Game Pass or feeling the pressure from Microsoft who are shifting the conversation about how we play games. It makes sense that they would want to pick up a company that has mastered that ability of delivering a live service on an ongoing basis. Like, you wouldn't guess it, but Destiny 2 is the second biggest game on Steam. Period. Like, it's got almost 40 million players. That's fucking wild. I think it goes back to what you were saying last episode about how the truth is Destiny 2 has probably the best gunplay in the business right now. It's fucking good. It's smooth. It's satisfying. It's crispy. Yeah, it's very, very good. Bar none. And people love to shit on that game, and I was one of those people for a long time. But I think it's better than it's ever been right now. You know, it's got it's got enough content there, and yes, some of it is getting vaulted, like happens in all MMO games. Uh, it has enough content there that you don't need to do that whole min-max thing and try to make your character the most powerful you possibly can unless you want to you can do that but you definitely don't need to you can be very competitive in the in the pve stuff you can be very competitive in the pvp stuff without doing that and you can kind of pick and choose what you want to do if you just want to hang out with your buddies and go shoot some shoot some stuff you can do that yeah and it's hella fun But anyway, it's also important to note that like a third of the money that Sony put up for Bungie is marked for the employees for retention benefits and stuff. And that's over a billion dollars. Damn, dude. Love it, man. Love it. Japanese Bungie, company. They're all about the employees. I love it. Bungie's only got 800 people. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> like if you, you do that division... That's, oh. that's over a million per. There, man, there are probably 800 people that were nervous for all of 15 minutes, and then they got that. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that with that kind of carrot, you could you could be pretty liberal with the stick going forward. <laughs> 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 
somebody will say the words crunch and that studio yeah. they'll be like yeah i don't give a fuck no. <laughs> creative application of the stick is incoming yeah yeah i, I feel like De or uh destiny bungie was also working on some other ip or they had a new ip in the pipeline as well don't remember what that is and i don't think anybody's seen any of it well i mean destiny's it's a huge game and it's a live service game so that understandably takes up a crazy amount of oxygen like mm -hmm. epic for example has been basically just the fortnite people for ever oh, because well, they well, want to make sure that is like every child's that? dream game right, yeah. in perpetuity which fair <laughs> So it makes yeah. sense that the Destiny guys would be... I, I will be interested hoped. to see if new things that are coming out of Bungie get pressured into being PlayStation exclusive or PlayStation primary kind of experiences. Well, well the, like... The loss of Call of Duty is on the table, potentially. Destiny Once, 2 is all... They already had, like... Man two weeks or a month or something of exclusivity when it launched remember it was like mm -hmm. it's here for the first month or whatever on playstation and then and then you fucking xbox losers gonna have a taste what do you say to that <laughs> you're just yeah. gonna get rocked in pvp by these people who've been practicing right? for the last week it's like now there's no reason to not just be like well you'll have this exclusive content for a year on xbox and then we'll give it to you playstation peasants but you know, I, I just it was going back to what we were saying about um, about uh, what was the exclusive we were talking about, but it's just like I I cannot imagine that they spent that kind of money to keep anything multi platform. You know, mm. eventually they'll Darth Vader it and they will say it's Call of Duty's an Xbox thing. Play it on PC. 2023. 2023. Not, yeah. not eventually. Right, not 2023. Eventually. Yeah, man, I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like, they, whatever projects are in the pipes right now in the middle of development, those are multi-platform. Everything after that, yeah. fuck you. Right? It's ours. Yeah. 70 billion? Yeah. It's ours. It's, it's, it's big money. It's For $70 billion? Yes, absolutely <laughs> they're going to do that. Yeah, sorry, y'all. It's ours. <laughs> We'll, we'll set you up. We can do the payment plan through Best Buy to get you an Xbox. But make no mistake I tried that. They it. wouldn't let me. Yeah, right? <laughs> me too. Yeah, they but said no. Make no mistake about it. Yeah, which I didn't understand. I've got okay credit. But I have I have the money to pay for it outright. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah, just yeah. an easy way to get the fucking thing. And they said no. Yeah, well. <laughs> wow. I could buy one tomorrow if it existed. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not it's not a huge, huge, huge counterpunch, but it is a counterpunch. Um, Bungie, but yeah, Bungie. Yeah. Obviously, that was it, in the works for a long time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That just like the Activision thing, it had to be in the pipeline for a long time. Probably both of the companies had heard rumblings, so this yeah. is the counterpunch of. Okay, well, if you are going to take away Call of Duty, we have we not Halo. Destiny. We have the people who made the good Halos, and they're making an exclusive IP for us. So, shove that up your ass. 
That's a very, very good point. Very good point. They can just sit there with the ace in the hole. You know, mm-hmm. if you keep, you and keep they can threaten until the cows yeah. come home with that too. Of like, you know, we will go out there and we will market this as the game from the people who made the good halos. Yeah. Straight up. Why wouldn't we? All day long. The halo that you know and love. The makers of Halo 2. The greatest multiplayer game <laughs> of all time. Your childhood. The makers of your childhood. Yeah. The copyrights itself. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see what happens. There's, but there's lots of other stuff happening because uh, um, we also got to talk about Rockstar, I guess. Is they confirmed in an email that GTA 6 is in development? Of course it is. Yeah, like, who? nobody thought, well, for one okay. Second, for one to second. be fair, I kind of thought that they were like, well, we never need to make another Grand Theft Auto because oh. GTA Online is like backing up dump trucks full of money to our front door every six months. <laughs> they, did make like, it, they, they did make a good point in their press release that like they've definitely become a company that their focus is innovating in a monumental way at this point. It's not it, long gone are the days of GTA three and vice city and San Andreas that all came out within a few years of each other. Now it's all about, you know, it's that eight, nine, 10 year development cycle and putting out a game that pushes the genre forward. And that makes sense. And, uh, you know, as if anybody doubted that this game wasn't being made, but here's the thing though, the genre that this game is pushing forward is going to be the money making genre. Yeah. Yeah. This game is absolutely going to be focused around the online experience and making that as compelling from a monetization perspective as it can possibly be. But it should be. It should be. The, it will be. Their, their single-player experiences still to this day are far and above better than their online experiences. It's just... Mm-hmm. Like, even down to the animation in the single-player games. You know, there's so much that they need to cut to allow the online, uh, the current games, to run the way it does that... Yeah, the next game like that is, I think, the next, the, the the next logical progression for the series is to move it all strictly online. You can play the entire story with friends, and you know, it's it's it'll just be the ever evolving Grand Theft Auto. It should just be called Grand Theft Auto, and <laughs> for the next, I mean, with what we've seen with GTA Five, let's say for the next four. Now, let's say for the next five generations, this is the Grand Theft Auto we play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, Grand Theft Auto Five is for fucking like PS3, insane. man. Insane. God. Yeah, we, we got that new. We got that new GTA Five right around the corner, March. <laughs> fucking embarrassing. What are you guys doing? You're building a castle on top of a swamp. Your games weren't built that well in the first place. <laughs> We've already seen what happens when you try to take an old thing and upgrade it. It looks like fucking Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> I mean, at least we know that real Rockstar can actually code. Yes. We have seen that the, what is it, Merge Street Games? Oh, Whoever Grove made Street. The defin- Grove Street. Grove Street. Brutal. 
<laughs> I, I don't know, man. I Brett mean, and I, I were talking I, about I that assume, not that long ago. I gotta assume Grove Street is comprised of two dozen juniors in college <laughs> just making their way through, you know, a bunch of 20-somethings because that shit sucked. Dude, it's five guys in a rudimentary AI. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> They, they ran the program. It completely shit the bed. Yep. They spent two years trying to catch it up and make sure it did, did something. Yeah. And then they put out three games. Right. Da, 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 da. <laughs> See, in my scenario, these two dozen guys, there's 15 of them that have bad, bad anxiety. And they're very, very nervous about this project. And, and mm. that contributed heavily to what you saw upon release. You know, at the end of the day, heh. They just couldn't pull it together. No. No, I suppose they couldn't. What is going to get pulled together, if a recent state of play is anything to go by, is Gran Turismo 7. Mm. Uh, I watched that state of play earlier today, and holy fuck. This appears to be the best racing game ever made. Yeah. Haven't played well, it yet, but... It's the GT I've wanted since... GT3 came out. Just just the one you were always hoping for. Just the one you begged for. The one you dreamed of. I yeah. I was completely sold, and Rhett and I were talking about this earlier, when they started talking about how they designed a system that simulates weather environments. <sighs> there aren't just... There's not just weather. The entire environment is simulated based on the region in which the track is situated so if there's a, a threat of rain that rain will develop as it would at that track they have some kind of cloud development simulation some kind of rain development simulation it's nuts i'm not surprised at all but it's crazy yeah crazy absolutely crazy i mean uh, gt sports already drove so so well and it even mm -hmm. for a game that's six years old at this point, it, it still looks very, very good. So much of what they showed off in this state of play just blew me away. I was saying to Paul, there's, there's so, so much that GT does that none of these other games do. Even like Forza Horizon, I... I really love that game i think it's great five it's it's fantastic but gt sports it absolutely strikes the perfect balance between simulation and arcade it's not it's not you know uh, a settle corza uh competition where it's like you need to worry about heating up your tires and and like that that really like deep deep level of simulation but at the same time, it's nowhere near an arcade racer. It's it's much much more simulation, even than uh, even than a Forza Motorsport. It it I think it much better than any other series. It perfectly strikes that balance. And this new one, <laughs> man, that weather system. There's so much that we can talk about here, but yeah, that weather system. My goodness, the fact that the clouds when you're racing in Tokyo are going to look like they would in Japan versus the clouds that you see in California. Okay. But could I 
a layperson who is not, for example, a meteorologist, truly appreciate the difference between Japanese and American clouds? That's a great point. But I think that we're, we're at the point with video games where the visuals are so good and GT7 looks so, so good that I think you will. I think you will appreciate the differences in the skylines and in the horizons. Hey. Listen, I'm happy to be proven wrong. Yeah. Especially in a positive fashion. It was just like, it's going to blow you away, and I say no, and then it does. Um, Fucking awesome. Great, right? Like, uh, 100%. 100%. I mean, the thing is, it's going to blow away somebody. Because if you're racing on a track in California and there's a threat of rain, if you're somebody who's really, really into that stuff, you're going to understand where on the track that rain is likely to develop first based on the terrain based on atmospheric pressures historically you'll kind of learn like track like turn seven is the place where rain often develops if it's cloudy so this is probably a place to be careful this is a place to watch what my haptic feedback is doing uh because it's going to tell me what my front tires are doing that's another thing they talked about that i was like fuck yeah yeah you did man you went there the haptic feedback it, it seems like it was built for driving games and and yeah I have no doubt that people are going to be praising this as the best use of the dual sense so far. Yeah, they talked they talked a lot about understanding what the car is doing through the controller. You know, uh, the pressure on the brakes and when the tires are breaking free and how much grip you have under the car. They We'll see if this is actually the case, but they said holding the controller makes it feel like you are actually driving that car we'll see if it's that granular but i mean even if i can tell the difference um in in the tire response between two drastically different kinds of cars i'm gonna be pretty happy with that i think yeah that's that's great (laughs) there's so much the music i love how the one of the big focuses is the music this time around yeah that that beat mode or whatever they call it where you you get into a, a group of you know uh, I can't remember how many people they said you can get in there with but you get in there uh, into a game with a group of friends and you're driving along to a certain song and you need to like hit your checkpoints to earn more beats so you can continue driving just like a fun little party mode but it's something that they mentioned where there's always been players that want to be able to just drive and listen to the music but of course like it's so important to be able to hear what your car sounds like and what what's happening with the brakes and the tires and everything that most of the time people just turn the music off. I know I definitely, when it's time to like get Mm -hmm. serious about the racing, I just turn the music off. So it's, I think it's nice that they are, uh, are paying a bit more attention to that. And they're they're They want to encourage people to listen to the music and just drive around with friends. You know, it sounds like it's going to be a bit more social than, Definitely more social than GT Sport, but uh, more social than any of these games have been in the past. Yeah, they talked a lot about the various different ways to play the game. You know, they talked about the traditional GT experience where you can go and get your licenses and chase those gold medals in your super license and buy a used car for your first race and work your way up and concentrate on the tuning. You can do all that stuff. That's all there. And then they went on to about three or four different ways to play the game, like that music mode, where the, they have also gamified it in a way of, like, here's here's this song, 
and I I can't remember what it said, but there at some point it was showing on screen a bunch of different like gold, silver, bronze medals for different accomplishments while that song was playing. Like how far oh. did you get in the race <clears throat> before the song ended? Things like that. Oh, like it, it makes shit. it so much more interesting to keep engaging with. You know, it's easy to burn out on something that's the same all the time, but if you've got those other options, man, play it forever. And the thing with GT, like, the th- with GT Sport, is especially the where I really got the sense of this, that was my most played, I got my PlayStation, um, like, year in review, and by far my most played game last year was GT Sport. And it was because they did just what you were saying. They, the, the, they do such a good job of engaging the player, keeping them going, keeping them, you know, like um, looking for that next reward. But behind all that is just the unbelievable driving experience that they've developed. It's just, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's second to none, you know? It's it's really interesting playing GT Sport and Forza Horizon 5 next to each other and seeing how, just how much better it feels in in GT horizon it's i i like it i love it you know it's great but it's it's more akin to ridge racer than yeah you know than a, it's than an adventure game with cars yeah exactly exactly like gt is a fantastic introduction to simulation racing if you if you ever wanted to get into i racing or again acc or automobilista 2 or or any of these like big uh you know simulation racers that people really like i think gt is a much much better introduction to that world than any other racing game on the market it'll be really interesting to see what they do with forza motorsport 8 i'm sure uh the team at turn 10 was watching that state of play and either going we got this or being like oh fuck yeah. We gotta another delay. get the whiteboards in here. We gotta drop some stuff. Yeah, like one or the other. Yeah. Um, but again, those those two franchises are very different. Even motorsport and, and Gran Turismo, very different focuses. True. I feel like Gran Turismo is a little more playful in a way. It is. It's more about the culture. It's more about. It's always been more about the culture of cars and appreciating cars and just you know kind of being being enveloped in the culture whereas motorsports i don't know maybe it takes itself a little bit too seriously i don't know yeah a little mechanical yeah yeah where it's like you guys aren't making a hardcore simulation you know like you want to be a hardcore simulation but you're not so it's i don't know you it doesn't quite hit the mark like gt does hmm yeah is uh, GT7 bringing back the car wash? It is. 50 credits. I love the car wash. 50 credits per wash. It bring It's bringing back the oil changes. Yep. Like, that sort of shit. It's just those little fine touches, you know? Those little, those little details that just make me smile. I can't wait for this game. Like, the cafe, the car cafe looks oh. tremendous. Yeah, yeah. Going in there and opening yeah. up a menu and... <laughs> Man, I'm super excited. It's like it's just silly enough. Yeah, it's just silly enough. Exactly, exactly. Like whereas you know, Horizon again, it's silly to the point where you're flying off of a volcano at 400 miles an hour, and it's fun. 
but I don't know. For somebody like me, it's it's uh, it doesn't quite hit the mark like GT does. That's really all there is to it. I I will say, Rhett, I don't think I've ever met in my life somebody as well versed in the various kinds of racing games and like the nitty gritty when you were like, Oh, here's all these franchises of racing games that hark that enthusiasts are into. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck yeah. are you talking yeah. about? I race. <laughs> I won't go off on a tangent, but I'll just say that if you get into simulation racing, all roads lead to I racing. That's all. That's all right. All you need to know. That's true. Yeah. Okay. That's true. Uh, but you can you can safely stop at Gran Turismo Seven because true. true. Good God, does it look good? Hopefully, you have a PS Five because you're gonna you're gonna want that, that ray tracing, my friends. Man, you're gonna want to play that on PS Five. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wow. I, you know, I'd seen videos of it before, but watching for that long and just seeing how good every aspect of it looks, the replays, good. bunch of different cars racing around, different tracks, different environments. And they put in work. It's like I, they I thought, put in work on this. I, I thought Horizon Five looked good, but this. Yeah, I'll want to do a side by side. I'll want to get yeah. some of the cars that are common between the two and really yeah. look into that. How does Forza Vista look versus uh, the GT7 photo mode? And yeah. can you tell the differences there? Or can you tell which is which in a lot of cases? I think so. I think I think especially in photo mode, side by side. GT7 is going to take it. They uh, they've they've put so much emphasis on the photo mode as well. The scapes in GT Sport were a big thing. I like I don't like photo modes in games. I never use them. Not that I don't like them. I shouldn't say that. I just never make use of them. But the scapes in GT Sports, I <laughs> I actually got into because a lot of the time they do look like real life. It's <laughs> Yeah, the effect that they that they uh, achieve with that stuff is crazy. So GT7 with the ray tracing, man. Certain games just do that stuff right with yeah. the photo modes. Like Ghost yeah. of Tsushima was another one where I was just Ghost. constantly entering the photo mode. I would imagine that uh, the new Horizon that probably has an incredible photo mode. Well, I mean, who could say? I don't know anybody you. who's actually played it. So not sure. Not sure. Yeah, you you could say in like. A certain amount of days, like a week, you know. Yeah. Say, say like 14th. Week, you know? Happy Valentine's yeah. Day, everybody. Here's my Horizon Forbidden West review. It's, <laughs> it's my birthday, actually. So. Well, happy birthday, buddy. You're oh. getting a real gift. It's yeah, exactly. It's going to be uh, like, I don't know, 2,000, 2,500 words, <laughs> 15 minute video. Shit. Jesus I don't actually Christ. Know. I haven't started writing it. 2200 though shit that makes me feel bad for writing a thousand for dying life <laughs> i was oh. just i was just thinking about garrett's halo review oh man the thing like, is great a, work an absolute Incredible beast work, man i i i the feel depth. for the guy after reading that like i felt for the guy he i i wished it was better you know i uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Honestly, uh, I think we should finish up with this one uh, because in true Florida fashion, <clears throat> someone robbed a bank wearing a sonic mask. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Just, just, just a headline that caught my eye. Yeah. I thought, geez, that's that's a Florida ass thing that happened. Sure. And it was. Please Apparently, tell there me was he no... was wearing like huge red sneakers. Yep. I was. Oh nah, man. I, mean, wait, what? I think it was just like <laughs> a like a like a plastic Sonic the Hedgehog mask, and it was like held to his head by like a bandana or something. And he just went in and he tried to rob this bank. I don't think it went well for him. I don't think anybody died, and I don't think anything was like seriously damaged. He definitely didn't get away with it that I know of. But uh listen, if you wanna rob a bank, you could do worse. And Sonic God, where was I going with that? There's no you definitely don't benefit in any way from wearing a Sonic mask to a robbery. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I mean, even if you're a career criminal, is that the thing you want to be known for? I mean, shit, it's either Sonic or Richard Nixon. Take it, you know? <laughs> That's no choice at all, man. It's no choice at all, right? So, Sonic every time. Every time. <laughs> Drink a dick and go fuck his hat. Sure, for sure. <laughs> Between those two legendary bandits, choose That's, Sonic every time. Yeah. 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 Unless they have like a shadow with a hedgehog mask, in which case you're taking necks. You're taking rich necks. No, 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 no. Shadow uses guns in his game. Obviously, you take Shadow. Right. Because he's right. he's custom equipped to do bank robberies. Right. Exactly. It's got, got like a huge. Nixon got caught, looks like a. F- so why the fuck would you want to be him? Yeah, he he has like a huge fucking desert eagle ass looking gun. Or two of them? I can't That's remember. Nixon? The games are dog shit. It doesn't matter. Nixon has two dozen eagles? No, Shadow oh. the Hedgehog. Okay, fuck Nixon. What? <laughs> well, I don't know. Why the fuck would a character from Sonic have two desert eagles, but Nixon? That's sure. an amazing question. That makes sense to but, me. Yeah, right? It's a very strange design decision, but Shadow the Hedgehog absolutely has two honking guns. I gotta look <laughs> Everybody yes. re- everybody remembers that famous Nixon speech where he slapped a desert eagle on the desk before he resigned the presidency. My time here I'm, is I'm, done. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a crook, but I'm also not a fucking punk. Yeah. And just out comes this fucking hand cannon. <laughs> <laughs> Also not a fucking punk. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Godspeed, Rich. Godspeed. Godspeed, Rich, indeed. I think on that note, uh, that's gonna bring us to the end of this episode of Press X Podcast, episode three of Phase Two Point Season Five. Yeah. With your pals, that's was it, us. Was this live? No, this was not live. Hopefully next time. Hopefully next time. Hopefully next time. And then we're gonna try. I gotta get. I gotta get some API keys and stuff. Yeah. So if you're listening, we're gonna try to maybe work in some some callers to the show. Maybe get maybe maybe get some, you know, something going on. What are you, Howard fucking Stern? No, we're not gonna work in calls. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. So if you're listening, and you have questions for the boys, get them ready. Rhett, I, I shudder to think what kind of guests you're going to line up for this thing. 
Wait and see, my Do I even want to know? Wait and see. Yeah, I will. I will wait and see. <laughs> uh, so anyways, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for watching if you were watching. Uh, it's, it's been fun. We like doing these things, and uh, we do appreciate you sticking around until the end. An hour and 15 minutes into this thing. We always aim for an hour, and it always takes an hour 15. Every time. Like clockwork. Yeah. So, uh, tune back in in a couple weeks where I'll be talking about Horizon Forbidden West. James and Brett will still be talking about Vampire Survivors. And uh, we'll all have learned even more about ourselves in those, in those two weeks. And I look forward to hearing about what you all have learned about yourselves, too, with our new call-in section. Yes. Pray to God we can get that set up. That's yeah, gonna be sexy. It's gonna be sexy. Awesome. Yeah, I'm. Hot. I'm sure it will be. Yeah. Yeah. Hot time in the old town tonight. <laughs> oh, shit! Get ready, everybody. Get ready, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>